Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. Georgie Stewart, the little man who ran the society column of the Wakefield Sentinel, had faded blue eyes and wispy, mouse-colored hair. He was in his middle 40s, but until his mother's death a few years ago, he had always lived at home. Probably Georgie hadn't been away from Wakefield more than a month or two in his whole life. Nevertheless, he dreamed of being a reporter on a big city paper. And in order to supply the excitement which was pitifully lacking in his own life, he delighted in hearing about the doings of other people. And he had a tendency to prefer the more malicious gossip. There were even times when Georgie had been known to make something up out of whole cloth. Well, tonight, Georgie leaves the Sentinel offices and walks across the square to the Brown Palace Hotel for his bachelor dinner at the coffee shop. It is rather early still, and the place is deserted when he comes in, except for an attractive man who is sitting alone at one of the booths. Georgie's eyes light up. Well, look who's here. Hello, Georgie. Mind if I join you? No, sit down if you like. I just came in for a cup of coffee, so I'll be leaving pretty soon anyway. How's world treating you, Cameron? Pretty well, thanks. No complaints. <laughs> You're lucky. You hold on a minute. Come to think of it, I do have a complaint to register. You don't say. Uh, somebody been doing you wrong? Yes, my friend. And you happen to be the culprit. Me? Oh, go on, Brett. Why, well, I haven't even seen you for a week or more. That's right. But you did see Lily Devon. Lily? Boy, she's some gal. But what about her? What's really got to do with your complaint? You told her a lot of nonsense about me. Said I was a philanderer, the Wakefield wolf, and so on. Oh, the Wakefield wolf, huh? Say, that's pretty good, Brad. I must remember to use it in my column sometime. Hang your column. Well, I've got some very loyal readers. I've got to give them my best efforts, you know. Look, Georgie, it's all very flattering. You're giving Lily the idea I'm the town roué. But what's the idea, since I can't possibly live up to such an enticing reputation? Can't you, Brett? I'm not so sure about that. Meaning what? Oh, nothing. You must have some reason for fabricating all that nonsense you told Lily. Come on now, Georgie, out with it. Well, say, what you getting all steamed up for? There's no truth in it. Why should you care? Well, it seems to me that you frequently have a very odd interpretation of the word truth, Georgie. Oh, now, that's a real dirty crack. I won't deny I touch things up sometimes, word more or less, one way or the other. But that's, well, that's poetic license. (laughs) Poetic, huh? Georgie, if Shakespeare could hear you classing yourself as a poet, he'd rise up and smite you down. Well, I figure if all I have to worry about is the Bard of Avon, I'm safe enough. Hmm. You know, I'm quite a student of Shakespeare, Brett. To be or not to be... Now, don't get off the subject, Georgie. Now, just what was the idea of telling Lily I was in the habit of entertaining lady friends over at my cottage, secretly? You didn't have anyone special in mind, did you? Why, no. <laughs> Maybe I figured if Lily thought she had a lot of competition, she'd give up and settle for someone who'd give her his undivided attention. Meaning yourself, no doubt. Sure. I could really go for Lily. 
She's a glamorous creature, as they say in the movie magazine. Well, I'm afraid she's one glamorous creature you'll never aspire to, my friend. Oh? Well, can't blame a man for dreaming. Just so long as you don't dream up a lot of fabrications about me. If you do, someday you may find yourself in quite a lot of trouble. And I'd advise you to forget about Lily, too. She's too much of a handful for a chap your size. You ought to know about that. Eh, I've been too busy this week to worry much about women anyway. <laughs> What's been taking your mind off the subject of love, Georgie? Must be something really big. I've been following the news about Kit Calvert. Boy, that case sure had a surprising payoff. What do you mean? The girl was sentenced, wasn't she? What's so surprising about that? One to three years they gave her. But that's not the point. You have to look into the psychological factors. Quite an analyst, don't you? Sure. In my work, I've learned to look beyond the obvious. Now, for instance, in this Calvert case. When that custody suit was in the headlines around here, everybody naturally figured Ben and his daughter were in cahoots. Well, it did look that way. As if they took that Fenner woman's baby away and decided between them to palm the kid off as Ben's heir. And it sure would have come into plenty of dough, too, if they'd have gotten away with it. Ben? Well, I should have said if she got by with it. So far as the money goes, I have an idea Ben pretends to be a lot better off than he is. Then you're all wrong, Brett. I know for a fact that Ben's worth an awful lot of dough. And now that he's sore at his daughter, she probably won't come in for a penny of it either. How do you know Calvert's washed up with his daughter? He may have testified against her because he considered it his duty. Yeah. Well, he didn't look to me like a man overcome with sorrow the night before she came up for sentence. There he was at the supper club having a fine time for himself. You ought to know, Brett. You were sitting right there with Ben and his wife. You even left when they did. You do get around, don't you? Part of my job to know what goes on in this town. And I don't miss much, either. Apparently not. <clears throat> anyway, about the perjury trial over at Huntsville. Now it's over, <clears throat> it turns out that Kit Calvert must have taken her father in, too. Just the way she did everyone else. Smart girl. Well, too smart for her own good, I'd say. Boy, I'll bet he was good and sore when he found out about it. Though so Ben's got a real temper. He ain't kind of a guy to stand around and let anyone put something over on him without getting in a few digs of his own. Not much he can do now. It's all over. But there's one thing he can do, and he probably has already. My guess is that Ben's first thought would be to fix it so Kit won't inherit a cent from him. Stands to reason, doesn't it? Oh, I don't know, Georgie. Perhaps you're more money conscious than a lot of people. You know, on my salary, a guy has to be. But just the same, I know I'm right. Uh, I was wondering if you'd heard anything about it. About what? Well, whether Ben intended to change his will. That's a silly question. Where in the world would I hear anything about Calvert and his plans? Oh, things get around, huh? Just thought you might have heard something. <laughs> it's hardly likely I'd hear anything you didn't know already. After all, you're the super sleuth, Georgie. The conversation was dropped as the waitress came to take their orders. But remembering Lily's account of a conversation she had with the gossipy Mr. Stewart some time ago, Brett asked himself whether Georgie did, after all, link him with Ben Calvert's wife, Jessie. He seemed to be hinting at something. And at the same moment in Ben Calvert's luxurious home on 11th Street, Jesse's husband comes into the bedroom. He looks disturbed, as he says. Jesse, there's that package I brought home. Package, Ben? Oh, yes, the one from the drugstore. Why, it's on the bureau. Confound it, Jesse. I wish you'd leave things where I put them. You've unwrapped it. Well, certainly I did. Is there anything wrong with it? It had the Perry drugstore sticker on it. I thought it was toothpaste or something. In the future, if you don't mind, I'd appreciate it if you'd let me take care of such things myself. Oh, very well, darling. Oh, I can't imagine why you make such a to-do about a couple of little bottles of medicine. 
<laughs> you act like a little boy whose mother mislaid his marble. I guess I was rather cross about it. I'm sorry, my dear. The principle of the thing, really. Uh, suppose I'd brought home a surprise for you. You would have spoiled my thunder. Oh, don't worry, Ben. Next time I'll know better. By the way, is that the prescription you got from Dr. Lewis? Hmm. Well, you certainly seem to be laying in a supply. What do you mean? Well, not just one bottle, but two. You'll be so full of iron, you'll get rusty. Uh, Lewis suggested I keep one at the office. I'm supposed to take some after lunch, I believe. Let me see, Ben. Jesse, I... There did... you go again. Silly, I'm not going... <sighs> Looks like plain water to me, Ben. Not a bit of color in it. It can't be iron after all, because that's usually dark. Oh, heaven knows what the confounded Mrs. Mato. Lewis just said it was a tonic of some sort. To be taken is directed. Well, darling, be sure you do. Dr. Lewis is no fool. You better do what he says. I will, I will. For heaven's sakes, don't pester me. Well, darling, most people, particularly men, are very careless about taking medicine regularly. I'm only thinking of your welfare. Yes, yes. I know you are, Jesse. It's just that I hate all the fussing and fuming, especially considering I'm in perfectly good health. I'm no invalid, you know. Well, of course not, Ben. <laughs> Whoever said you were... Jessie dismissed the subject lightly, but secretly she wondered. The clear colorless liquid in the small bottles, each of which had a tiny dropper attached. She wondered what sort of tonic it could possibly be. Ben hadn't been able to disguise completely the fact that he preferred her not to investigate. Was Ben hiding something from her? Something she ought to know? 